we would be honored if you would join us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Damn Dolphins Podcast. The uh, we haven't been with you. Damn uh, Dolphins Podcast. The Damn Dolphins Podcast. And we haven't been with you for a very, very long time because of the whole COVID-19 situation and me, uh, Mike Hernandez, and my partner, uh, Robbie T. We've been experimenting with multiple different uh, apps in order to record our new podcast. Uh, we tried it with the Anchor app, and that was a piece of crap. And when it comes that to just, like, multiple people, it sucks. But... Yeah. That sent us to the bottom of the ocean because it just kept disconnecting us whenever we wanted to report something. Because you see, so, people, we're trying to social distance because the law says so. So, yeah, we tried Anchor first with the online functions, but it was giving us a lot of issues. But we found this new one that Mike discovered. Because Mike's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty lazy. Yeah, I'm not no, tech Fucking compliment, Mike. All right, well, thank you very much. Usually we would just record over the phone in my car, and that's how we would just bang out podcasts. But, yeah. uh, we, you know, like I can't be in the same car with another man, according to the law, so you can't do that. What about so, with another um, woman? Oh, women are fine. Women are very fine. <laughs> in fact, I have a woman in my bed right now. I'm looking at her. All right, so um, so to, so the Miami Dolphins 2020 regular season schedule came out uh, a couple days ago on Thursday, and before uh, we talk so, about that, can we can we give a shout out to the Dolphins? We should probably talk about. We don't have to go detail with the draft, but we got to talk about the most important draft pick ever. No, Tua Tagovailoa, Tungvaloa, actually. Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, man. <laughs> the Tank for Tua campaign uh, came full circle, dude. Tank for Everybody. Tua complete! Yeah, a lot of, a lot of these blind uh, Homer Dolphins fans think, uh, you know, we weren't taking or stripping down our roster or anything like that. But we go 5-11. and 11, We have a bad losing record. Our team is devoid of talent. And uh, and we and, and in the end, we draft Tua Tungvaloa. And it, it was great. I was very happy. I was I was really uh, shouting at my TV the moment we made the pick. Yes, yes, yes. I was see, so excited. You see, favorite, the, fo- the football game. gods rewarded us for not tanking the whole year. Yeah. People really they, thought uh, we were going to go 0-16. That was a real legitimate fear. But Flores and Flores I trust. And, like, uh, Dragon Fitzdragon freaking pulled it off, bro. And... We were rewarded with, I do think, the best quarterback prospect of the four, the top four that are picked in the first round. Joe Burrow. What I love. Joe Burrow. What I love. The first overall pick. But I do think Tua has the way higher ceiling. And I do think down the road in our organization, I think Tua is going to flourish. Yeah, man. I think think Joe uh, Burrow will be pretty good. We'll see. Uh, we know he played really great at LSU when he had a great supporting cast, and people the year before weren't too high on him. But uh, I mean, and the Bengals, the Bengals have a lot of work to do, so we'll see how great Burrow can be for them. And good luck in Cincinnati take. in that division with that roster, with that head coach. Fuck you, Zach Taylor. Uh, 
Yeah. Zach Taylor never. Ne, Zach Taylor never did anything for the Dolphins. No. Nope. He was here, and he, and he couldn't fix Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> and then, he, and, and apparently he's taking, apparently he's taking all the credit for freaking Jared Goff because you know it's not like Sean McVay was the head coach there or anything. No, of course not. Yeah. Well, anyway, product of the system. I, I I don't know. Like I did hear about some of the media members like talking up Zach Taylor a little bit, saying that they do really like him. But I mean, we we really don't know, dude. I mean, how can you like a guy that lost against the Tank for Tua Dolphins? I mean, how 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 high can you actually be on a guy like that? I don't know. I mean, five teams, including Bill Belichick, did lose to the tank to a Dolphins. So let's keep it a little, like, fair. I just don't think he's a great head coach. Like, I still contend they should have never fired Marvin Lewis. But you know what? I'm in the minority about that. But they have basically fired Marvin Lewis, who's been a, you know, a, a, at least a, a very good captain of the ship for all these years. Just to hire a guy who – wasn't even the offensive coordinator. He was just the QB coach for Jared Goff. I don't know. It's just it's well, by the way, it used to be the QB coach of the Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill. So yeah, good luck, good luck, Joe Burrow. Good luck. I hope he succeeds, but I I think it's gonna be a very uh, turbulent like time for Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, dude. Like, uh, I'm I just thinking about Zach Taylor, and, like, you're right. Like, he, he replaced Marvin Lewis, a guy who was there for, like, so many years. And Marvin Lewis does have some uh, respect to him. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, you know, sure. you know he, did, he did make the playoffs a couple times. They couldn't win a playoff game. But it was time to change the scenery and change head coaches. But I, but at the same time, I, like, I, you, I you got to go with Zach Taylor. I don't necessarily have an issue with them basically saying, you know, maybe it ran its course. I'll give you that. I'll admit that. I just think you you fired Marvin Lewis just to get this young offensive. It was it was that year where all these young offensive-minded head coaches got hired, and I mean, all of them this all of them this past year have did not been impressive all. I mean, the only one you could say is Matt LaFleur, but how much of that was just Aaron Rodgers' greatness and a little lucky breaks here or there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows, dude? It's the freaking Bengals. I don't mm-hmm. even I, – I, all I know is that they lost to the Dolphins last season. To be honest, I didn't get to watch a lot of football because I was working every Sunday. It was so – I just mean, it was an overtime game. It was one of those down-to-the-wire kind of games anyway, so – no, yeah, it was. No, but we were whooping them in the first half. I mean, yeah. credit to them. They did come back and everything, but the Dolphins pulled it off. Um, but speaking about the Dolphins, let's finally get into their 2020 uh, regular season schedule. Hey. I don't want to talk about the preseason at all because the preseason doesn't really matter. Nope. Maybe we see a little bit of Rosen in there but uh, uh, and some of the Roman, new guys. But... Shit, and I think there's only two preseason games this year anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, according to the schedule, there's still four. That I'm looking at. Maybe I looked at it wrong. Got, uh, maybe I looked at it wrong. But whatever, it doesn't really matter. Uh, there was talk about them changing it up, but I mean, according to the schedule that I got, they they have a preseason game against the Falcons, the Eagles, the Lions, and the Saints. Are so, you go preseason games with the same old teams? That's no big deal. All right, I w- I want to go. I like a lot of people aren't doing wins and losses right now due to the COVID 
19 pandemic and everything like that. But uh, I do want to I do want to have some funds with the wins and losses because I mean, why the heck I not? Mean, you could the wins and losses. That's fine. I mean, you could. Yeah. A lot of media, I don't know, a lot of like local media, I guess they're scared to do it. Oh, but, uh, they just want to talk about the schedule, but they don't really want to guess the wins and losses. I don't care. Yeah, people, I don't know. Maybe it's the local media, but like a lot of the national people, like Colin Coward, they're giving their wins and losses guesses. I, yeah. Honestly, yeah. what are you afraid of? Why are you being afraid of talking about something like that? If they end up playing, yeah, I mean, they probably will, just, because I, think, I do think this pandemic is going to end by the time football starts. And freaking – Oh, let's let's talk about like who's gonna win and who's gonna lose. I can tell you right now who's gonna make the Super Bowl. I can tell you right now who's gonna win the AFC and the NFC. Like, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's let's have some fun. Exactly. All right. So, all right, man. So uh, Sunday, first game, week one, uh, Sunday, September thirteenth, at the New England Patriots. Um, I have the Dolphins winning this this game. I don't think the Patriots are that good. I think uh, the I don't I don't know if the Patriots are really trying to push this Jarrett Stidham thing or if they just know that he's going to be the quarterback so they're just going to have his back. But I don't think there's anything really special about Stidham. I know they're talking him up because he's who they have right now. But Stidham ate Brady. Uh, their defense is still pretty solid, and that's all they did uh, this offseason was to just add defensive pieces. It looks like, uh, but uh, as far as the offense goes, it it. They're still a work in progress. The only thing they really did to improve the weaponry on that offense is to add uh, a couple of tight ends through the draft. But aside from that, man, Stidham is going to be working with the same stuff Brady was working with. And, you know, and Brady couldn't even get it uh, done, really. I mean, he was having a hard time doing it, and he lost in the playoffs uh, throwing to no weapons. And I don't see Jared, Jared Stidham with, like, hardly any starting experience, if any. Uh, coming in there and just creating something out of nothing when when the greatest of all time, Tom, uh, Tommy Brady, couldn't even do it. Uh, it's definitely an it-can-go-either-way kind of game. Uh, but, yeah, I think I am going to lean Dolphins. I think, I think this is going to be one of those statement first games of the season kind of wins, like just to, just to show the world, hey, we are getting way better. We love what we're getting. Plus, again, Flores is a Belichick disciple, so he knows Belichick's tricks, knows his defensive schemes. We have a lot of former Patriots on the roster right now, including Kyle Van Noy, who I think is going to help help us in our game plan. And you're right. I mean, not to mention there isn't that much OTAs and everything, so you're stuck with a quarterback who is not that experienced right now. You know, We never really saw Jared Stidham. I don't think he ever took a pass in the regular season. I mean, you still have Brian Hoyer. I wouldn't even, maybe even Brian Hoyer maybe ends up being the starter at some point. Yeah, but we beat Brian Hoyer last uh, last season when yeah, he was on the Colts. Yeah, Brian, Brian Hoyer, and I I remember talking about that game. Brian Hoyer does not scare me, dude. No, no, I don't. I'm, yeah, not, I, I'm not scared I, of him either. No, I'm I'm completely with you. I, I'm not scared of any of these guys. Like, I think this is going to be the year where New England just has a bad rebuilding year. I think they don't. Their weapons don't scare me. I don't think the defense is as strong as it used to be. I think there is somewhat of a of a tank kind of feel about New England. I think that Miami is projecting the right, right way, and what way better way to start the season is a big win against the New England Patriots. Yeah, post Tom Brady, but to go over there and get the win of the year, yeah, why not? 
I I believe it. I, I, I think it can go either way because I still don't really trust the roster, Miami's roster so far, but I trust the coaching staff. I trust Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick can get a win. I do think he will be the starter for now. I think Tua is going to redshirt, and I think that's the right choice, actually, because, again, we don't really know what's going to happen with OTAs and stuff, so you're probably going to have to stick with the dude who already knows the offense right now. Especially since now it's Chad Gailey's offense we're running. Fitzpatrick has history with that, so it just makes sense to go that route. And again, we don't even yeah. know if we don't even know if freaking Tua's even healthy right now. So let's just let's just make Ryan still the guy for now and see how the season course. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think Miami will I think Miami will actually that. get a good really cool first statement win. For sure. Yeah. I should I should have said this before we even started with the whole regular season schedule, whatever. But like Fit, Tua is going to be playing behind Fitzpatrick until the coaches decide to make that change. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. yeah, it's it's it, that's just how Flores is going to run it. Like that's that's yeah. my feeling. Right, like, uh, he, I know there, I know there, I know there's media people are already doing that debate whether Tua should start day one. Uh, I usually would agree with that, but. Considering the dude's health and what's going on with OTAs and stuff, it just doesn't make any sense to put him in the fire. Like, we won five out of the last nine. I think we won, like, what, five out of the last nine games or something with Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick statistically was, like, the 16th, 15th best quarterback last year, if you look at his numbers. You know, I think he has the right to earn the starting spot, at least for now. Simple as that. Like, um, I have no problem with it. I think it's the right direction. Again, Flores wants to show – again, Flores is one of those guys. He's not going to tank at all. He's all in about winning, and that's why he stuck with Flor- he stuck with Fitzpatrick towards the end. I thought that when he well, – I thought when he put Fitzpatrick in the game against Washington last year and going for two, you know, you know, Fitzpatrick makes that comeback, and then they went for two, that was a statement. That was, that was Flores telling the locker room, this is not a tank. We will never tank under my watch. We will win. And the players love that. The players respect that because this is a league of egomaniacs with jobs and pride on their lives on the line. So that's why tanking doesn't really exist. That's that's why it's really impossible to tank in the NFL. Like you would, you would literally – like GMs tank it by stripping the roster of really great players. But like coaches – Coaches, quarterbacks, players that they're they're not they're non guaranteed contracts most of them, so you know they have to look their best at least on footage on video. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, let's, try to, let's try to bring it out a little bit more quicker because I got to stay under an hour on this podcast. Hey. So uh, yeah, so week two, September twentieth, on a Sunday, uh, Buffalo. Uh, uh, the Dolphins have a home game uh, against the Buffalo Bills at Hard Rock Stadium. Um, I have this one down. I was kind of torn with this one because I could see this game going either way. The Buffalo Bills were, like, so bad on, on offense, but they were, like, one of the best on defense. And J- Josh Allen, I know he's getting a little bit of a buzz, but he, he doesn't really scare me. Like, I feel like the Bills just still want to play that, like, power run game and go heavy defense and like make Josh, let Josh Allen make some plays with his arm and his legs here and there. But uh, I could see, I could see the Dolphins with all their improvements and getting some adequate play from Fitzpatrick 
uh, like actually having a tight game with the Bills. Uh, and I, I, I could see them winning this game. I could go either way with this one, but I, I, I want to put it down on a win as a win because it's a home game and the Dolphins look a little bit more balanced on either side right now, even though they haven't really shown it on the field. But I think they're going to find a way to at least, uh, you know, be able to run the ball on offense and throw it a little bit. And uh, they have so much on defense that uh, I just like what I just like what they did. I think they could slow the offensive, uh, the offense of the Bills down a little bit. I think uh, Josh Allen and uh, newly acquired uh, Stephon Diggs are going to go through their growing pains when Fitzpatrick and his receivers already kind of have a chemistry. And uh, I think it'll be a tight game, but I think the Dolphins could pull it out. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo, Buffalo, actually, uh, I think they're going to, I think that this is the, that's the AFC East team that's going to make the most statement because I do think they are the most talented. I think they have the most complete roster out of the four teams in the East. Um, yeah, I'm with you about Josh Allen. Um, I'm not, I don't love him. I think he has a lot of upside, but like he is a little too inconsistent for my own good. I think you can win with him, but I don't think his ceiling is that high. I think he's just a really strong athletic dude. But I do like their coaching staff. I do like the team itself. And Miami has been very, very inconsistent with Buffalo, uh, especially the last few years. This isn't the Buffalo of like six years ago. No, they were still pretty bad. This is definitely a different team for the last few years. And uh, I'm going to give this one the loss, honestly. I, I think Buffalo... I think Buffalo beats them. I think it's gonna be, it's not gonna be a pretty game by either team, honestly. I'm sure both quarterbacks will probably have an INT or two, but I think Buffalo is just better in the end, and I think they're gonna prevail. All right. Well, we differ on that one. Okay, so um, next one. Uh, it's a Thursday night game, September 24th at the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, this one, I think, I think the Dolphins come away with this one. Uh, Jacksonville was pretty bad at, uh, against the run last year, uh, and I think the Dolphins have boosted their offensive line enough. They added, you know, a couple guards, a couple tackles in the draft, and some of these guards are like known to be like maulers. And uh, I think we give it to Breda. We lean on the run game. We we give it to Matt Breda. We give it to uh, Jordan Howard, and I think we go a little bit more run oriented in this game. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, like, you know, they don't have that defense like they had a couple years ago. You know, they got rid of Calais Campbell. Jalen Ramsey went uh, to the Rams last season. Uh, they, they were just getting rid of pieces, and they, it just looks like they're starting anew. Uh, Gardner Min, Minshew, he showed some flashes last season, and I think he can play as, like, a game manager right now. We'll see how great he can be because he's still young. But – I think he can, I think he can make plays, but the Jaguars still like aren't really sold on him right now. They want they they got rid of Nick Foles, so it's a bit of confidence to Minshew. But I could see the Dolphins winning against the Jaguars. I I just think the Dolphins are more on the upswing right now, and the Jaguars are just like kind of figuring out how to build their team. And so I got that as a win. So so far I got the Dolphins going three and zero right now, and uh, that's all I need to say about that. 
Wow, you're you're really kind to the Dolphins right now. Um, I know. I, I, I'm, I, that, I, yeah. I definitely agree with you with uh, Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville, you're talking about a team that's obviously tanking. Like Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the, oh, they're the most obviously tanking team this year. They're, they were us last year. There was, there we, you know how we everybody knew everybody knew we were fucking tanking for two. These people are tanking for fucking Trevor, bro. It's blatantly obvious. Uh, I think they do have the worst roster in the league. I think they are. I think Jacksonville is literally a two-win team at this point. Um, yeah, um, I think I think this is going to be one of those really good Miami games where I think it's going to be one of those game. It's going to be one of those games where Miami looks better than I think the team is. I think they're going to route Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville outright sucks everywhere. I uh, I don't love their quarterback situation. I, I, I'm not really sold on Gardner Minshew. I think he's kind of just been a – I think he's a more popular personality than a player, if I'm being really honest. Uh, their defense has gotten a lot worse. They traded all their star players. Leonard Fournette, you can tell he doesn't want to be there anymore. I, it's Doug Marone, I think, at this point, is looking like a lame duck coach anyway. Um I just think this is this Jacksonville is just tanking, and I think Miami. I think this is going to be one of those games where Miami, like on a national televised game, probably just for maybe for Flores to try to make like, Flores look good. You know, it's going to be a route. I think this is definitely one of those like thirty to seven kind of like win kind of games for Miami. I'm being serious too. I think I think this is going to be like the best game by us in terms of performance wise because I think Jacksonville's yeah. flat, flat out. Yeah, I know that. That's why I kind of get, um, I kind of get that feeling too that we're gonna have like a convincing win on prime time, and then the Dolphins will make some noise for uh, you know the Miami fans out there and for the national media. Yeah, yeah. So because you know the media is ever since we drafted Tua, the media is paying attention to us now, even during the tanking season. But like, there's now there's more positive. I, I, I think I think the media and I think the NFL. Like someone from Fox, someone who works at Fox. Basically said it best. The NFL, CBS, even Fox themselves, they are hoping this could be the start of Miami, like coming back to like the good old days. Because Miami, yeah. despite what people might think in this generation, Miami is considered a strong football brand. It's just been bad like the last decade, really. Well, the last 20 years, really. Uh, but now nah, they, they, the, the NFL is good when Miami's good. That's the best way to say it. And. Mm-hmm. I still don't think we're that good, but this is definitely one of those statement wins. Not maybe not statement wins, but like a very like I, I like I think it's just more of a my Jacksonville is just so bad that like a lot of teams could whoop on them, basically. Yeah. Alright, go on. Alright, so you got it down you got it down as a win and I got it down as a yeah, win. Yeah, so I got two one right now. You go you got a perfect three right. no start. I think, you're, right. I think you're a little too right. I think you're a little too nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, like I said, the Bills game could go either way for me, but I put it down as a win. But you know, we'll we'll just keep going down the schedule. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, so uh, Sunday, October four, in Week four against the Seattle Seahawks at at home in Hard Rock Stadium, uh, I have this one as the Dolphins' first loss. Uh, it's not that I think the Seahawks are that great. But they do have Pete Carroll, and they do have Russell Wilson, and every time, like, it just seems like whenever you think the odds are against Russell Wilson, he comes out with a win. Like, Seahawks' defense is not that good. Their offensive line still isn't perfect. 
Uh, Chris Carson is in. They're running back. Chris Carson is injured with a hip injury right now, but I just, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like somehow, some way, the Seahawks pull it off, and really, the Dolphins are due for a loss by this point because I just don't see them went going four and zero. And uh, the Seahawks, the the Seahawks were a playoff team. I know they're traveling to the East Coast, and 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 uh, teams that are West Coast traveling to the East don't fare too well. But I can't go this long without giving the Dolphins some sort of loss. And they, the Seahawks were a playoff team. Russell Wilson could pick apart anybody. It just seems like, and yeah, uh, and he's just able to create magic. So although I like the Dolphins matching up against this team, I just feel like. The, the, I don't know. They're just due for a loss, and I just feel that this is the loss that they're going to come by. I think they're going to get. Their, the I thing. think they're going to get their ass kicked by Seattle. I just think Seattle is just a way better team. I think Seattle is is a potential Super Bowl uh, threat. I think Russell Wilson is going to have one of the. I think he's going to have an MVP caliber year again. I think. I think the team is a little bit better. I think they're a year older. Remember, they had a really young team last year. I think the team's a little bit older. I think they're a little bit more talented. They'll get healthy. Chris Carson will be healthy by then. So, and remember, the only reason they they fell apart last year was because, you know, for running backs completely fell apart and they had to go, literally go blast to the pass with freaking Robert Turman and Marshawn Lynch. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Seattle is, is one of the top NFC teams. And I just think Seattle will probably be a little sloppy at first. But I think in the end, they're just a better team, a better coach team, a better everything, and we do get the better quarterback. And I think Miami is just not going to beat them. I think this is definitely one of their losses so far. All right. So uh, Sunday, we're, we're traveling to week five right now. Yeah. So Sunday, October 11th at the San Francisco 49ers. So the Dolphins got to travel – all the way west coast and face the 49ers and that game is going to be at four o'clock in the afternoon so uh you know it, it doesn't really affect the dolphins too much and uh i you know it's the former super bowl uh it's the, it's the former nfc champs they made it to a super bowl uh they almost won the super bowl if jimmy g could just hit an open emmanuel sanders deep for a touchdown uh i have it as a loss just because you know it's kyle shanahan He's one of the he's one of the offensive geniuses of the league. Really well respected head coach. Uh, that that team just looks so dominant on either side of the ball, especially the defensive front. Uh, they they could run it. They find really creative ways to run the ball. They don't just like run it, you know, right up the gut at you. But they you know they could use uh, Raheem Moser to the sides, running the ball to the outside. Jimmy G could throw it a little bit. I don't think Jimmy G's perfect. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does throw an interception or two in this game because it just looks like – like I've, I've watched a couple of Jimmy G games, and he gets lucky with uh, the dropped interceptions. Like so – but I just think the 49ers are just so good right now. And the Dolphins, you know, it's a it, the Dolphins still are a young team. Uh, there's a lot of new faces there. I just think that they're going to – this is one of the games where they just get caught off guard of what like the 49ers are doing. And I still like the way they match up with each other, but at the same time, I, I just think the 49ers are just too experienced right now. And uh, I, I just think they come out with a win, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has a bad game against them either. 
Yeah, I, I think this is going to be another ass kicking by. Well, we're going to get their ass kicked again. I just think I think San Francisco is just a better team. Period. They just they have a way better defensive line than our offensive line. I think they just have more playmakers. I think they're I think they're well coached. I don't love Jimmy G. I think he'll probably throw a pick at some point, but I think Fitzpatrick will probably throw two picks against that defense. Uh, plus, you know, you got to travel all the way there. I don't know. It's just. I'm, I'm just not confident about that game. I think it's just – I think that's just – you're asking too much by a team that's just not experienced enough right now. All right. All right, so week six, going to the Denver Broncos. So from San Fran, we travel to the Denver Broncos. I don't even know if the Dolphins are going to bother flying back to the East Coast to even – uh you know, practice at their home field and then fly back out. I don't know. I think that's a little bit too much flying, so I don't know what they're going to do. But uh, I guess the Denver Broncos, um, I think I just off the top of my head, I just feel like the Dolphins are a little bit ahead of the Broncos. I know the Broncos are getting a lot of buzz, but Drew Locke, Drew, Drew Locke, you know, started coming strong towards the end of the season. But, you know, I still don't really know what you really have in him. Uh, coming out of the draft, you know, it, it, he had some good elements to his game and everything, but he didn't really show it on the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos exactly have the strongest of offensive lines either. Uh, former Dolphin Juwan James went over there, and he doesn't seem to be working out over there. I don't even know if he's still over there or not. But uh, I think they have, like, you know, some fun elements to the running back game. The Philip Lindsay's there. They also got uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, he comes in there, and uh, they have some speedy wide receivers that could do some damage. But I, I just feel like they don't want to put the ball in Drew Locke's hands too much right now. And uh, and I, I I think I think the Dolphins could go over there and take care of business. I think uh, our offensive line is better than theirs right now. I know uh, they have a couple defensive ends that could do some damage, but I th- I, I just think we can protect Fitzpatrick enough to go against the Broncos. I'm not sure how good their defense is right now. How, how good is the Dolphin? How, how good is the Broncos defense right now, Rob? Uh, they got rid of Chris it's, Harris. It's actually pretty sure. good. You know, they got two good pass rushers, and they do have Chris Harris. Um, no, no, they, they have A.J. Bouye now, I believe. Uh, I kind of disagree with you. I actually think Denver is a way better team. I think they are a playoff caliber team. I'll give you that. Maybe we need to see more of Drew Locke, but I was actually pretty impressed by him. And I mean, they gave him Melvin Gordon, and they get they got Jerry Judy in the draft, so he's got weaponry. I think he's, I think his strong arm works in mile high because of the low altitude. I mean, the high altitude. I'm sorry. And I just think I just think Denver is just a better team right now. I think they are. They are going to be that team that's going to pop this year. I actually think Denver is going to be one of those really good teams. Uh, I was wrong about them last year. I thought they were going to be great last year, but they kind of like fell apart early on. But they got a little better once they put Drew Lachlan. And I, I like where they're going. I like the direction they're going. Um, and I, I'm not the I'm not a Drew Lock believer, but I don't think he's did. I don't think he did enough to say. Eh, I think he did enough to show me. Eh, you know, I think he can work. Yeah, you, you know, you got to give him a year. You know, you got to give him a year. But, yeah, I, I just I, – plus, I don't know, just playing at Denver. Denver has always just been a really hard that's – a, that's a hard place to play at, honestly. Like, yeah, it's a, hard, it's a hard place just to go up a flight of stairs if you ever yeah. go over there. No, I know. I, 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 I know you've I been there plenty of times, so I know you have experience there. 
Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I traveled there once, and like it's a huge adjustment. Like you're you're taking in twenty percent like less oxygen to your body. That's crazy. So you get winded pretty much doing anything easy. I, I'm not even sure how the NFL teams get adjusted even going over there. And uh, I know former uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler Ryan Clark couldn't even play over there because of his uh, yeah. low blood cell rate or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was. He's got like a spleen issue that he can't go there for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. So um, I think it'll be I think it'll be like a tight game. Uh, that's the thing. I, I guess I'm a little more buzzed about our offense and defense than most people, uh, just because of the upgrades. Uh, but I, I think I think it'll be like a tight game. Yeah. I think the teams match up well, and I don't. And but I think Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick could either either do more than what Drew Lock can do, or he can do worse because you know he's a gunslinger. So you never really know. But I, I just feel like the Dolphins could get the win out of a close game here. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be a route. I. I because I don't. I don't think Denver's built to be like a high octane offense anyway. I think they are definitely a more physical ground and pound kind of mm-hmm. team. With Drew Lock probably hitting with the play action passes, but I just think Denver's just better. I think they're a little bit better team, and I guess I think I just trust Denver a little bit more than I trust Miami. Like even though Denver has not been like. Great since Peyton Manning left. I don't think they've been a disaster team like the media tries to say they are. I think they do. They'll win. They'll beat a good team once in a while. They'll they'll play hard. And again, now you're, now this kid's gonna get a full year to start, so you get to see what they really have. And you know, I wasn't like the biggest fan of him coming out, but you know, he was a second rounder, so it's not like they overdrafted him or something. Uh. But I, I'm, I'm going to lean Denver, though. I just think Denver is just – I think Denver might be the most improved team in the league, and I think they are going to, like, make some noise. All right. All righty. So, um, so uh, all right, so I got I got a pound for a win. So I got two. I got you're, you're like, what, one. three and – four and three? No, three and three right now? Oh, no, you're you're four and two right now. I'm two and four. Uh, yeah. Okay. Two and four. Damn. Man, you really don't like the Dolphins. No, I don't like them. I just think that – they're still they're still a work in progress. I think they're better than yeah. they were last year. And I mean, you know, they're it's a two and four start. What was our what was our first year? the first time? Like what didn't we like go zero and seven like last year? First of all, for the first seven games. Yeah, we we no yeah we had a huge rusty start for quite a while there. But I just feel like there are upgrades on on either side of the trenches just can do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think they could do a huge difference for us. Like we added guys that could stop the run. We added some run stuffers in the middle. You know, we added some maulers on O line and some protection on the outside. So, I, I I just think like just playing better in the trenches could allow the Dolphins to do, you know, run the ball like they couldn't do it last year, and uh, some other things on the offensive side too. Uh, so and, and better protected for our quarterbacks, man. Like Josh Rosen couldn't throw for like a good half of the season. Yeah, neither could Fitzpatrick throw for a good a uh, good amount of the season. Like they were just under pressure like all the time, and and I I I really think just all the pressure and all the disruption and not being able to have time to throw the ball or even have help running the ball. Like I think I think that just made a huge difference in playing games early on, yeah. and, and that never got until they were able to create a pocket around Fitzpatrick. All right. So, all right. So, uh, week seven, 
against the Los Angeles Chargers at Hard Rock Stadium. That's going to be a home game for the Dolphins. Um, the Chargers traveling east really don't do too well. I remember a game a couple years ago, uh, the Chargers coming to Miami, and they, they almost got, like, shut out by uh, – Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins. I think I went to that game, like, actually. I actually went to that game. There, Yeah, it was that game. I remember. He, they came here. It was like Phillip Rivers was having a hell of a year. And then he came to Miami, and they just laid, like, the worst egg possible. We whooped that ass. Yeah. Yeah, man. We we whooped them when they come over here. And then, and then you know, occasionally, like, sometimes we'll, we'll even beat them over there. Like, back in 2016, we went over there. We beat them. But then the year before, in 2015, they whooped us. I think, and then, you know uh, what? Throughout, like, the years I've been watching the Chargers and the Dolphins play against each other, I feel like Miami's just been playing better than them. I feel like I think Miami has a better yeah. head-to-head schedule, like, the last eight years. Let's say that. And, um... Yeah. They always have a chance to win. It never matters like how good the Chargers look. The Dolphins always seem to like, like have a chance against them. Like I, I don't know. They like for whatever reason the Chargers just played down to the Dolphins. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, so you're leaning this Dolphins. One's hard, this one's a hard one. For me. You're leaning Dolphins or? I haven't even made up my mind yet, right? So it's gonna be it's gonna be probably what Fitzpatrick at this point versus Justin Herbert. I think. So you, so you, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna be Justin Herbert leading the way at some point, right? Like, there's no way they could start Tyrod Taylor for this long. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I we, like quarter. It, it just seems to be like whoever has Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback eventually just gets bored of him. Yeah, like. I mean, this is like this is a guy who got benched for Nathan Peterman that one time, which was the worst thing Buffalo yeah. ever did. Um, like, I I don't think Taylor Taylor's not gonna throw like he's not gonna turn over the ball, but at, at the same point, he's he's not really gonna make plays for you either. Like I like when I watched him on the Browns before Baker Mayfield took his job, he was uh, it just looked like he was just hanging on to the ball, holding on to the ball for like he was too not, long, he was too very long. Look, um, Tyrod Taylor, I know he's a very respected back uh, journeyman quarterback, but he's still Tyrod Taylor. He still bounces around. He still gets traded around. Uh, I actually got this as a win for Miami. Uh, I think we are – I don't know if Tyrod Taylor will be the, the QB at this point. He, Herbert would probably maybe take the reins, but I don't even think Herbert's ready yet, honestly. I think – I think this is not going to be a very good year for the Chargers. I think I, – I know they have a great roster, but I just don't trust their offensive line, and I really don't trust their quarterback play right now. I don't – I I don't know if Justin Herbert is a day one guy. I don't think he is. I think he is – I think it is going to be one of those situations where Tyrod Taylor starts for the first few games – they don't. They they kind of lose. He doesn't play that great. The media, the fans start turning on him. You know, it's 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 gonna be. It's just gonna be one of those things. It's gonna be just like Cleveland. Tyrod Taylor Taylor was the first guy. They couldn't win shit. They were all asking for Baker. It's it's really hard. Like that's the era we live in now. The days where John Kitna could play the full year while Carson Palmer stays red shirts. That doesn't happen anymore. I mean, I don't even think it could happen with us. You know, uh, Fitzpatrick could probably have a shitty few games, and we put in this guy in. Uh, but mm-hmm. honestly, Miami does really well against the Chargers. 
the Chargers are very like it's really hard to trust them. Um, they're just one of the franchises I don't trust. I really don't. I, like, and I trust. Them. I've I've made him like Super Bowl like contender like picks like years, but like Rivers is gone, so you know that's a new adjustment. This is a new era. And again, I don't trust Tyrod Taylor. I don't know if Justin Herbert's ready. Yeah, I think they, also uh, they, you don't even know. They have, and by the way, you don't even know about Anthony Lynn. Is he even going to survive the full year? No, I don't, I don't, so know. I don't I think, know. I think I think they're trying to make a push to either save his job or something because they did. They wanted to solve their offensive line problems, but the problem with that is that they they added like older veterans, like they added Brian Bulaga, they added. Uh, who who is the other guy here? Uh, Trey Turner, like they they just added like older guys to boost their offensive line, and we know that like, especially like as a Dolphins fan, like you know like some of these older linemen come in and they could just get injured at any point, uh, and and not play well, and everything just falls apart after that. Uh, they did add some defensive pieces because they I don't think they had a lot of top draft picks, but it looks like they're they're it looks like they're pushing for something. But at the same time, it is the Chargers, Justin Herbert, either, either Justin Herbert or Tyrod Taylor. Like, n- neither of them scare me, mm-hmm. especially, like, even if Justin Herbert starts. Like, I just feel like Brian Flores will come up with some sort of defensive looks to just confuse him because, uh, you know, there, there, were, there was a lot of talk that, like, even when Herbert was starting for Oregon in college, like, he has a lot of problems going off script. Yeah. Uh, we saw him have, a, like, a really bad game against the Auburn defense when he had pressure in his face, and and he just really couldn't do anything against them. Like, I I, th- I think the Dolphins win this game, too. Like, I lo- I, I've been on the Chargers bandwagon for the last couple of years, mainly because of Rivers and the talent that they have yeah. on the Chargers, but they they just seem to find a way to disappoint. Yeah, and I think so. gonna, and I think they're going to disappoint this year too. I, I'm I'm with you. I think this is going to be a down year. I know this is their first year in that new stadium, but they let's let's keep let's be real about a few things. They they have no. I don't think they have a true home field. I don't. There is no such thing as Charger fans in LA. That's a myth. They're not going to get the support here in Miami. This is definitely going to be of more Miami home field than the freaking Chargers. I think I got the better head coach. Uh, Anthony Lynn seems like a nice guy, but I think he is a dead man walking coach. I don't. I think he'll be fired if nothing goes well. I don't trust Tyrod Taylor. I, I, I'm not really sold on Justin Herbert. I don't think he's going to be that great, at least early on. And I think, and in Miami historically, it's just been a little bit better than the Chargers. Even during our mediocre years, I think they've they've outplayed them, outperformed, and I think that's going to happen. I think, I think we're going to outcoach them, we're going to outplay them, and I think we'll win. Simple as that. Yep, I have it down for a win as well. Basically, my thinking is like, even like Herbert or Tyrod Taylor is going to have to manage the game, and the thing is, they're going to have to give it to Austin Eckler or whoever's running the ball for them that day, and the Dolphins signed a lot of defensive ends and uh you know defensive linemen uh in order to stop the run. They want they want to stop the run. Like Shaq Lawson, he's yeah. a, he's a oh, he's an edge setter. Sure. Uh Emmanuel Ogba, he's an edge setter. They they have God Chow, Christian Wilkins and they drafted Raekwon Davis and he's going to stuff the run. Like they're going to stuff the run. So Herbert and Tyra Taylor, I don't I don't believe that they could carry that team for a win and I agree. They're not going to be able to lean on Austin Eckler that much either because 
they got guys to stuff the run. So I, I think the Chargers will have a sloppy day on offense. Yeah, and I, I, come again, out. in the end, I don't even trust Ryan Fitzpatrick that much, but I trust him a little bit more than Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. Again, to me, he just screams Tannehill, and Tannehill doesn't guarantee you a win. Yeah. Next. All right, next. Uh, Sunday, November 1st, against the Los Angeles uh, the Los Angeles Rams at Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, wow. So uh, the, the Rams are like a little bit on a downswing right now. Uh, so I, I don't know. I kind of want to make this quick on my side. I That's fine. Oh, man, it, it, uh, man, they lost some pieces, and they were really rusty last year, man. And, uh, and their offensive line's not that great right now, or at least they didn't show it last season. Um, I want to say – you know, I'll give the Rams the benefit of the doubt. They've been a they've been a pretty good team the last couple of years, so I'll, I'll give it to Sean McVay, and I'll and I'll and I'll put it as a Dolphins loss. Um, I'm actually going to go the opposite. I think they'll win. I think the Dolphins oh. will win this game. See, look at that. I'm I'm, I'm nice. You see, that's like, yeah, I'm I'm not sort of with these chart. I love the Rams right now. First of all, um. Sorry to go off script, but like I, I that, that new logo is literally one of the ugliest logos I've ever seen in my life. Like what an yeah, awful logo! I don't, I don't know what's going on. In that like logo. that logo, I'm gonna tell you. Right. That it's logo, that logo, that that logo is gonna start the downfall of the Los Angeles Rams because holy shit, that's bad. Um, and no, uh, and yeah, like don't like their offensive line. Jared Goff could be very hit or miss. Do I like him more than more people? I think they have no real depth. I think they're, they're a team that's too star-driven, and I think that's going to haunt them down the road for the next few years. I think they're going to be in salary cap disaster soon. Um, they have a new coaching staff and everything. I know Sean McVay is there, but, you know, Todd Gurley has gone. You know, I don't know. It's going to be a while. Can you replace someone like Todd Gurley? <laughs> and I think this is going to be one of those games where I think Miami is going to just outplay him and outcoach him. I, yeah. I'm not in love with the Rams. I think the Rams, I get a 7-9 kind of vibe with them at this point. I, I just don't see them as a playoff team. I get an, I've got an, I got an 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, kind of vibe with the Rams. And I think Miami is just – I think Miami, as time goes on during the season, you're going to see the real improvements, and they're going to get those wins. Those, if anything, maybe 50-50 wins against, like, pretty good, pretty, like, a higher echelon teams. And I think this is one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't know. I, all I could say is that I I don't know. I just felt like I'm being a little bit too positive for the Dolphins at this point. Yeah, so I don't know. I took them to a loss. I don't know what Aaron Donald was too negative. Crew. I don't know. And you saying I was too so. negative on them, fucking on the Dolphins? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, okay. So Sunday, uh, next game, and that's gonna be I think week nine we're on right now. So that's gonna be uh against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona, and um, this one, I this one I want to put as a win because like Kyler Murray, I know he's shown some things, but he hasn't been that impressive to me. Like he, like he's okay, and I know he's got legs and everything, but he like he just had like an okay season last year. And Kenyon Drake's running the ball there, but you know they're also a rebuilding team. They got so much to do. Uh, 
working out. I, I just think the Dolphins really just like upgraded like at as many positions as possible. They the Dolphins made so many moves uh during the draft and this offseason where they just improved their linebacking core, they improved their secondary, they improved their offensive line, which was like the main reason why they had such a tough time last season. Uh and we and it finally looks like we fixed their offensive line issues. We'll see when they finally hit the field, but and we also improved our, our running back depth. Like we just I, I think we could just have a huge uplift here. And uh I think we could take care of business in Arizona. I'm not really sure what Arizona has right now that really like makes me shake in my boots. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna put this as a Dolphins win. Um yeah, yeah, I'm with you with that. I think Kyle Murray is definitely one of the most overrated players in the league right now. I didn't think he deserved to be the rookie of the year. I thought I thought Josh Jacobs deserved it more. And I'm with you. I don't think they're I don't I don't think they're that talented of a team. I'm still I'm definitely not sold on Clint Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, where the fuck his name is. Uh Kyler Murray, I know he's got a lot of talent, but I'm just not vibing with him so far. I don't think I and I don't know. I, I didn't think of like Arizona as having this great. I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to make noise, but I just think that Seattle and San Francisco are better, and I think the Rams match up good enough. I I, I got a six and ten vibe with uh, Arizona, and I think I think Miami. I think Miami is just maybe a little bit better coaching and a little more talented, better than Arizona. Arizona has not been great talented wise. Um, I know they drafted a really good player in the first round, but they had a lot of first round busts for a while. So I'll go with Miami. I, I actually think Miami will win this game. I think. Let me put this out. I don't think. I, I think out of every game, I say they'll win. The only route win I think they'll outright win by a good margin is the Jacksonville game. I think every other game is one of those kind of like close call. Maybe a, a penalty goes our way or a, a, a key turnover goes our way. But and I think that's the case right. Arizona. I think I, I think this is going to be one of those games where like again and again, Kyler Murray like Colin loves him a lot. Skip's like the biggest fan of him, but I think it's a little more biased. I'm still kind of on the fence on Kyler Murray. I, I don't know. Just I, I know he can be great, but I need to see more. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly think this year is Arizona's year. I think they still have a lot of pieces to work on. But yeah, I'll go. With my, I'm actually gonna go with Miami for sure. I'm with you on there. So yeah, all right, that's what nine. So out of nine weeks. I got a win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, 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 win. Damn. Yeah. Four. Yeah, that's a lot of wins. I got. <laughs> yeah, so six, you got, got like six wins. You got like six and two, right? And six and three, right? Yeah, now? I got them like. I got six and three as well. Six and three. Say, so, hey, look at that. We're very nice. You know, six and three. Is All good. right. Oh, okay, okay. guess who's up next? Yeah, yeah, this is this is where it's going to get fun and interesting because you got uh, week 10, 11, and 12. We have a home game against the Jets. Then we get a bye week, and then we got a and then we got an away game against the Jets. By the way, and I'm going to talk it up before right we, now. Before okay. we comment on all this, just want to point out this is the first time that a teams play back to back against each other since like mm-hmm. 1991. 
something like that. Yeah, it's been like uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's been a yeah. I think it was like twenty nine seasons. So yeah, about nineteen ninety one. I'm not really sure on the statistics. I don't really look at statistics. I just kind of go off of what my eyes tell yeah. me. But uh, Rob, Rob's into the the interesting historical facts, right? Here. No, I just I just heard that once, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, why don't you yeah, I, I read today. I just looked at the well, phone and read Why don't you go first basically. with the the two Jets games, since we're basically going to be talking about both Jets games, basically? Yeah. So um, yeah. So right now, 10, 11, 12, uh, at home against the Jets, then the bye week, and then away against the Jets. So I got I got both of these the games against the Jets as wins. Because you know why? Because the Jets could have lost twice to the five and eleven Dolphins last That's year. That's true. They, yep, I know. That's true. And uh, so basically, I don't think Adam Gase can coach. Uh, where I did, I, I wrote an article a couple weeks ago of how, like, no matter where Adam Gase goes, like dysfunction and uh, how do I say it? Uh, just. There, there's just like disobedience and dysfunction mm-hmm. and just like yeah. there's, no, there's no discipline in any of his teams. Like when he was down here in Miami, like there were so many different stories happening. Yeah. You have Timmons going AWOL. You got Jay Cutler coming in who never leads or inspires. You got uh, Jarvis Landry making unsportsmanlike uh, penalties and getting into fights. Yeah. You have Jordan Phillips arguing with the coach. You got the coach, offensive line coach, doing cocaine on the desk. Like <laughs> – like and then and then what did he do? Like once he went to the Jets, it was just Adam Gase has beady eyes, and then he's like flicking his lights all over, like he's high on his introduction press conference. He Le'Veon Bell comes in there, then you hear that Adam Gase didn't want Le'Veon Bell. Then then you hear that Adam Gase doesn't know how to use Le'Veon Bell. Then you hear that Le'Veon Bell is sick with the flu, and then he's got to. But then he wants to go out and play bowling, and, and like the night before the game, even though he's sick, so that looks bad too. Like it was just story after story after story on the Jets, and and you know the the Dolphins could have beat him twice uh, last year if it wasn't for uh, uh, like you know a lame you know pass interference penalty on I, I think it was Nick Needham, if I remember correctly, but some, one of the Dolphins yeah. defensive backs. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we uh, the Dolphins, yeah uh, there was that one penalty. Yeah, we did get hit with a bullshit penalty. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it was bullshit, but it was. <sighs> it was very. It was just unfortunate. It was like a very ticky tack kind of call. But and then uh, the review this the past interference, freaking challenging shit. Like, which doesn't even work anymore. I, I think they got rid of my rule yeah. actually because it was a fucking failure. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you got so, both of them. Win- you got them winning both games, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so in my humble opinion, because it is the Jets, and, and I think Adam Gates gets fired after this year. Who? Adam Gates. I think he gets fired after this year. Loses the to the Dolphins twice. There's a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, just a little bit more headlines on, on, of negativity on the Jets side, and I think he gets fired after this year. Um, I'm gonna agree with you. Okay, so. Because it is the Jets and Dolphins, these are two division rivals that hate each other's guts. And the hate is real, people. The hate is real. Dolphins hate Jets. Jets hate Dolphins, man. Even in real life, actual Jets hate actual Dolphins. Man. Um, uh, I, I think they're going to split both games. But I am with you with the Adam Gase thing. I think Miami will get the first win, which I believe is a home game, right? Yeah, it's a home yeah. game. The first game is the home game here in Miami. I really believe... In my humble opinion, Miami. This is going to be one of those games where I think Miami is going to blow out the Jets. I think it's going to be one of those games where we whoop their ass, 
It's going to create such media frenzy craziness that the game the week after, because I think the Jets are going to be a struggle all year, and I think this is this is the game where Adam Gase gets fired. I already think Adam Gase is already on a short sheet, a, sleep, a short leash. I've heard him and Darnold don't see eye to eye. Everybody's kind of sick of Adam Gase. Adam Gase, I, I'm really serious when I say this. I think this will be the last time we'll ever see Adam Gase be a head coach because he's not a head coach at all. And yeah, I, I think I think we win the first game. I think we win convincingly, and I think they fire Adam Gase from there because the Jets are dysfunctional. They're stupid, and they would do something like that. They're gonna fire him. They're in the bye week. And then the next week, I mean, when we play them again after the bye, um, they'll probably, I think they'll beat us as kind of a revenge. Maybe there are some players there that kind of want a revenge because, you know, plus, you know, new coach, clearly there's going to be a new everything. So, you know, and teams do tend to play a little hard. Teams do play harder when there's a new coach and shit because, you know, their jobs are on the line more than ever now. So I think they will beat us, maybe not convincingly, but I think, you know, They'll be, we beat them the first game, they beat us the second game. They'll be definitely a home-and-home home kind of thing where the home teams win it. I, th- I do think they'll beat us. I think – because I, I don't think we're dominant enough to, like, sweep through our division anyway. So I think the Jets will get their revenge on us, unfortunately. Maybe a little bit closer. It could be, like, similar to last time where it's a field goal kind of deciding kind of game. But yeah, I think the first home, I think the home game in Miami against the Jets, we are gonna beat them convincingly, and that's that. And it'd be the perf, and it's kind of perfect, kind of too. Like Adam Gase gets fired by the Jets after losing to his old team, kind of thing. I think it's a, I think it's a media headline sensation for a week. Um, I think that's it for Adam Gase as a head coach, because I just don't think he's a head coach at all. I've said this for years. You know me, I've. I, I've, you've known me all these years, and I've been very vocal about my disdain for Adam Gase. I think New York is already fed up with them. Since the beginning. Yep. Since day one, you called. Yep. Them. I feel. Plus, I don't think the Jets. I think the Jets still have a lot of issues. I don't think they. So I have a lot of issues. I think it's just. I think they're gonna have a pretty down year. I think it's it's gonna be one of those typical Jets six kind of like six and eleven kind of years, six and ten whatever, and yeah. Um, Again, I, it's a split. I think the Jets will beat us. But I think we're going to beat them first, and I think that's going to be the game where Adam Gase loses his job. Simple as that. All right. Just seriously, fuck right. Adam Gase. And, you know, I, I really do like Sam Darnold a lot. I really do. and I, and, But I really feel bad for him because, you know, you get rid of Todd Bowles first, who I, I don't think they should have never got rid of, honestly. And you get rid of Todd Bowles just to hire Adam Gase, and what the hell Adam Gase has done? Yeah, and it, it's funny because a lot of people, uh, and we're going to talk about this team in a second, but that a lot of people think like Cincinnati is such a bad landing spot. But man, going to the Jets is the, going to the Jets is an also a really bad landing spot as well. Like, like I, I don't know. The moment Sam Darnold went there, like I, I just. There, there was a glimmer of hope for Jets fans, but at the same time, just knowing the organization and how they can never get it right after all these years, uh, y- you know, like it, you know, the odds were against him in succeeding over there. 
Like, I know they brought in, you know, quote-unquote offensive guru Adam Gase and whatever, but it's just, like, the Jets just never make the right hires, like, ever. So, and it's been there throughout their history. Like, they just – they've gone so long without, like, a real quarterback. They've gone – you know, yeah, they made the playoffs here. Sam Darnold. Like, I have not given up on Sam Darnold. And I just feel bad for him because I do think he is a very talented quarterback. Like, he can be a high-tier quarterback. I really believe that about Sam Darnold. And I've seen it, too. Like, I've seen, like, there are games where he really does look like he can take over a team and, like, make the plays and stuff. But, like, that organization is just not very talented. They had a bad GM before the new guy took over. I thought they had a good coach in Todd Bowles. I really think Todd Bowles will eventually get another chance because I actually think he never got a, he never got an opportunity to succeed because he never had the quarterback. It was a lot of freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick and Geno Smith and Bryce Petty and, and Kristen Hatchenberg played for a little bit. Like he, he had a lot of crap. And he finally got the yeah, dude, and they yeah. fired him, and they literally fired him for Adam Gase because apparently Adam Gase is this. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the NFL really I really don't understand like I guess he must have some respect in the NFL maybe because Peyton Manning I, I think when you have Peyton Manning I think when Peyton Manning has your back you get some opportunities or some shit yeah yeah that, that's the only thing that's keeping him going man like because because it, it's just bad offense after bad yeah, offense like, and after bad yeah. offense under Adam Gase like he hasn't fixed anything like he had the one good season on the Dolphins and, and like that was it that was like you know like three or four years ago, but at this point, like, come on. Like, like all he has is Peyton Manning. That's only, that's the only time he's ever been successful is under Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, other than that, even back on the Bears, he had a bad offense. So, like, I, I don't know what people see in him. and I don't, I don't think people see much. Like, I think a lot of people aren't really supporting Adam Gase, but I guess league-wide people somehow have his back because Peyton Manning has Adam Gase's back. So, anyway, so moving on, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, our game. Sunday, December 6th, uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals at Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. And I got this one I got this one down as a win, too. I, this is, like, the first time I've actually went down the schedule. So I, I'm just doing this off of, like, what – Top of your head? At first, you know, what, what I'm looking at here. Because I haven't even, like, looked through the entire schedule. I glanced at it, like, a couple times the other day. But I wanted to have a podcast, like, fresh off the bat, like, with Rob, you know, just, like, going with what my heart's telling yeah. me at the moment. So I, I just think the, the Bengals, like like I said before, I think the Dolphins just made so many improvements to improve their roster just like like on offense and defense just like throughout the board that I just think they're just further along than where the Bengals are right now. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick is mentoring Tua. We might even see Tua in this Hell game yeah. depending on how their season I actually play. do think we'll eventually probably – I think they should redshirt him for the year. Uh, but again – we're just making guesses. For all I know, they'll have a tap bat start and then they put into a into a place the whole year. I would yeah. love to see Tua versus Burrow in this game. It's actually one of the reasons why I'm actually thinking of going to this particular game. If you're not for that, I'm assuming. yeah, well, we'll see. Hopefully, if the world you know becomes normal again, we could go to the yeah game. for sure. But yeah, it's definitely a win on my end too. I just don't think Cincinnati's that good right now. I think they have a lot of problems. I think they're going to have a lot of issues all year. And I think Miami, you know, I think Miami will bounce back after losing to the Jets. And yeah, um, they they didn't even have a lot of draft picks either to fix their team. Like they did sign some defensive guys. 
uh, and through free agency, but they didn't have a lot of draft picks. They drafted Burrow. They drafted uh, that wide receiver Higgins. And then, but like after that, you know, they drafted a couple of linebackers, but you know, they didn't have a lot of like high draft picks. So uh, we'll see what happens. I just don't feel like they have enough right now. And Joe Burrow is not really learning on under a mentor, like Fitz, you know, like Tua Tungvaloa is learning under Fitzpatrick right yeah. now. Um, regard, regardless of who plays, whether it's Fitzpatrick or Tua, I think, I think the Dolphins just like kind of come out with a win. I mean, they did beat the Bengals last year. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm not uh, gonna lie. I think I'm really serious when I say this. Like, yeah, I'm definitely with you. I do not like. I don't think the Bengals are gonna be that good at all. I think they they I scream like a. I get a three win, four win team out of vibe out of them. I think their division is just that much better. I they just don't have the talent. I think Joe Burrow is gonna have a really rocky rookie year. And yeah, and I think Miami will beat them. I think they'll beat them convincingly. I think it's gonna be one of those we just play better than them. And you know that's about it. I can only say there's really not much to say. I'll be in that game most likely. Um, someone will go together, and yeah, simple as that. All right. All right, so uh, next game, that, this one's also a home game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is week 14. So we're coming down to closing time right now. So uh, I got this one as a loft. You know, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's like – it's almost like a stacked, you know, Chiefs team across the board. Like they just play so well. They just have like not so many elite players really. Like I know, T, you know, uh, Tyreek Hill is a great weapon. Travis Kelsey is an elite tight end, you know. Mahomes is a fantastic quarterback. That offline is pretty solid. Um, they do have a new weapon uh, on offense. The uh, the running back, um, what's his name, Clyde Gates, and uh, yeah. Damian Williams. And the, the you know Andy Reid loves those type of backs. Like he loves pass catching backs. He loves backs that are a little bit more balanced and can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, I just you know it's Andy Reid. It's it's the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know it's at home. Uh, but, I feel like, I feel like I we don't need to go into detail about this. The the Kansas City offense is just so dynamic, so dominant. They they'll beat us. They'll probably beat our ass. I think this is gonna be one of our shittier. I think this is probably gonna be our worst loss of the year. Um, I even in even in week even in week fourteen in December. I mean it's Miami. They'll be at Miami, so it's. It's not like it's gonna be freezing cold here. I wouldn't even be surprised. I wouldn't even need to wear a sweater. That's how warm it'll be here. Um, yeah, I'm with. Um, yeah, uh, there's really not much to say. I think Kansas City is an AFC. I have Kansas City in the AFC Championship game anyway. So yeah, um, going all in KC all the way. Uh, I think they're gonna whip our ass. I think this is gonna be one of our. I think I think this will be our worst loss for sure. I don't know if it'll be our worst loss, but I got it done as a loss, man. Like, it's just a stacked team. We're too young. Andy Reid just has a better resume than Flores does right now. Like, and they and they just won a Super Bowl, dude. Like, it's it 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 just doesn't look good. Like, I, I can't I can't even make an argument to even beat the team. Yeah, for sure. I, I I can't even go there. All right, so uh, Sunday, December twentieth. This is week fifteen against the New England Patriots. And it's going to be a home game at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, basically, I have, unfortunately, I have this as a loss as well. I, I think the Patriots somehow find some way to learn against their first game against the Dolphins. I don't know if Vilicek schemes something with their defense to slow us down a little bit. I, I think the game's a little bit more tighter. 
Uh, I think Stidham, you know, he's playing, he's getting a little, maybe getting a little bit less rust off of him as the year goes on. It's a tight game. It's a rivalry game. Uh, You know, it's like we split with the Patriots every year. And like, partly that's just like the Dolphins trying to get, you know, mostly getting lucky in those games, I think, because we never really matched up against the Patriots that well. Uh, but you know, it's like, you just got to give Belichick some level of respect, I think. And I, I just can't see, uh, you know, us sweeping the Patriots, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta give Belichick a little bit of respect here and just chug it down as a loss for the Dolphins. It's a rivalry game. And it's not that I think the Patriots are that great, but I, I just think it's a rivalry game. And, you know, it's just one of those things where two teams know each other so well. And, you know, one of them just kind of gets the better of the other one that week. Um, I actually disagree with you. I actually think they'll win this game. Oh, they're sweeping the Pats. Yeah. I think this will be our first sweep in a long time. I really don't trust this Pats team. I think that – I think down the road they're just going to just do the best they can. Maybe they'll try to tank for a high draft pick. Um, I don't know. I just don't really trust this New England team, I think. And I think Flores wants to, you know, end the, end the last few weeks on a high note and – what better way is to get a sweeping victory over New England? I, I think I think I think they're gonna bounce back after a bad loss to Kansas City with a, a good. Not to mention this is the last home game of the season, so I think they're gonna try and win for the fans as well. And you know, I, I, again, I think the Dolphins are gonna try and make a statement that hey, the New England era is over. We're gonna take over real soon. No, nah, no, nah. and I, I think Miami will actually win this game because I I really don't. I just don't really trust this New England team. I just don't – I can't see them, like – again, I think the first game could go either way, but I think the the, the, the second game is going to be us beating them. Yeah. I just uh, – man, I don't know. I, I just think it's just one of those crazy, weird rivalry things where, like, the Dolphins never looked like they could beat the Patriots or should beat the Patriots, but it just ended up happening anyway. It was just one of those, like, any, giving, any given Sunday kind of things where – it, you know, it's just odd things just happen, you know. Uh, but I, I, I just think I got to give some level of respect to Belichick because, you know, he always finds a way to get something done. He just find like, it, it just, yeah, I don't know. It's just so unlike Yeah, Belichick but you know just, what, man? Belichick, Belichick's record is not the same without Tom Brady. So. And I think we're, yeah, I know that. I think we're going to see that this year. I think this is the year we really see that, like, Man, maybe he should have been a little more nicer to Tom Brady. If we could, if we could get fans in the stands, uh, by the start of the football season, I think that stadium could be packed. Like, just by the way, it looks like how we got the Dolphins, like, you know, with their wins losses right now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, December twenty sixth or twenty seventh against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, God, I would love really to go sure. to that game. I might actually consider planning a trip for that game. Um, this is one of those to be determined games because, uh, you know, I guess it all it, – it's it's that part of the schedule, the part of this TV schedule where depending on how these teams are shaping out towards the end of the year, like, you know, you know the TV uh, – the TV department's just basically they they try to just figure it out like who's who's going to be a primetime game, who's going to be an early game, and who wants to you know what the fans really want to watch and tune into at this point. So, uh, yeah. So uh, basically, uh, I want to say 
they're at the Las Vegas Raiders, so they got to travel over there, and the game is yeah to be determined. Like I said, they don't even have the time. So, man, uh, I I I'm not even really sold on the Raiders. I know they're doing some good things over there, but I kind of I just kind of like the way the Dolphins are more right more right now than the Raiders are. So I'm gonna put that as a win. Um, I really like. I know De- Derek Carr got another weapon to throw to, but. And he's got a nice running back, and the offensive line's okay. But I just don't I, – I, I still don't see the Raiders, like, having enough across the board to match up with the Dolphins. And I don't really see them getting, like, too creative. Like, I, I wouldn't say John Gruden is, like, a creative coach. I think he's a smart coach. I think he has a way of, like, talking to his team and, like, inspiring his team and, like – but – I, I just don't see the I just don't see him as like a creative coach. I just think like he just like runs things kind of traditionally. It looks like to me, and and I just think Flores just has a little bit more defensive trickery up his sleeve. Uh, I like the way the off the Dolphins' offense ran last year under uh, Chad O'Shea, but I mean he's gone. We'll see it, what Changeli does, but I just like the Dolphins across the board right now. I just think their wide receivers are are pretty nice. I think their backfield's pretty nice. Their offensive line is going to improve. Uh, the, the, the you know their defensive cornerbacks and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are great. Uh, you know I I just think we just take care of business against the Raiders. Uh, completely agree. I first of all Miami's just been a better team than the Raiders. Like we've been outplaying the Raiders like over the last maybe eight years. I think we haven't even lost. I don't think we've lost the Raiders in a long time. Honestly, like the Raiders have really got it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, don't like John Gruden as a head coach. I don't think it's going to work long term. I'll, I'll even make a prediction. I think we're going to see another Ryan Tannehill situation where, funny enough, Marcus Mariota will be the guy to take over Derek Carr. That organization is not sold on Derek Carr. They are not in love with the dude. I think it's blatantly obvious. I don't be surprised if Derek Carr probably has some stinkers or loses a little too much to a point where they bench him for Mariota. Suppose that I actually think that might happen. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I think Miami's just better. I I I don't I, I still do not love the Raiders defense at all. And I just don't really like John Root as a head coach. I think he's more of a celebrity than a head coach these days. I think he's live I think he lives off his main name value in his past. Um, I mean, you know, I, uh, Josh Jacobs last year was really good. I'll give him that. But, like, you know, I'm still something about this Raiders team I'm just not sold on. I just – and, again, their defense is still not good at all. I don't trust that defense at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, Miami, I think Miami will outplay them. I think it's just going to be one of those games where I think Miami just looks like the better team. All right. Well, we're good. All right, so season finale. Uh, Sunday, January 3rd at the Buffalo Bills. And that's going to be in Buffalo. Could be a cold-weather game. Dolphins typically uh, don't really play too well up there, uh, you know, in recent history over the last handful or so mm-hmm. of years. Uh, I got this one as a loss. I had the Dolphins beating the Bills earlier at home uh, in the year. So I'm going to put this one. This is where the Dolphins lose to the Buffalo Bills. I'm not really sure how the Buffalo Bills are really going to see the finish the season. I haven't really took, taken a look at their schedule at all. Uh, but you know, there's a there's a little bit more buzz again, you know, about the Buffalo Bills right now. But and it's not that I don't think the Dolphins can't beat them. 
I think I think they're beatable. Like I think the Bills are beatable, but I just think it's up it's up in Buffalo. We do tend not to play too well up there. It's a rivalry game, and I think we split against the Bills. Uh, and yeah, I just have it down as a loss to end the season. Yeah, I got as a loss too. I think this is going to be one of those games where Buffalo is going to play their starters to get a better um, playoff uh, selection. I do think Buffalo would the division anyway, but I think they're going to play their starters to get a better placement in the in the playoff schedule in the playoff uh, bracket. And again, I just think Buffalo is is a better team. I I think. Coaching-wise, I think we're a little dead even, but I do think they have a little bit better roster. And I think that cold weather will be a definite factor. And I just think Buffalo's a better team. I do have them winning the division. And I think they will be. I think they are going to sweep us. I don't think Miami – I think they will outplay Miami both games. Um, it might be close games. I don't think there's going to be like they're going to whoop our ass or anything like that. But I think in the end – I think the ball. I think the. I think the games goes their way, and yeah, and I do think we will end up losing to the Bills in the final game of the season. There's not much to say. Yeah, I, so you got this out, yeah, I just think that Buffalo will do anything they can to keep their playoff uh, placement good. Yeah, that's about it. Dude, I'm looking at how we have the Dolphins right now, and I can't even believe it, man. Because normally I'm not gener- generous to the Dolphins, and 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 like in years past, I would always give them a mediocre record or a losing record. And I'm looking at it now. I think I have them at like ten and six. Yeah, you're way too. And you have them at like nine. Let and me seven. see. Yeah, so let me look at my scheduling. I have a win, lost, win, lost. Loss, loss. So they start like two and three. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. One, two. One, two, one. I actually started them as two and four. I got them as a two and four start. Then they go, they go on a four-game winning streak for me. So that gives them to five and four. By the time they reach the bye, then they go five, five. Then six, five. Six six. By the time they get to Kansas City, they're going to be six and six when they lose to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight, and I got them winning against New England and the the, the Raiders. So that's eight wins. Wait, wait. Am I doing counting this right? Let me just count this again real quick. <laughs> I know I had to keep counting mine okay, over and so over because I was like, they, they how do I have them at 10? I got them winning against New England. Then they lose against Buffalo. Then they win against the Jags. So that's a two-and-one start. Then mm-hmm. I, I got them on a three-game losing streak with Seattle, San Francisco, and Denver. So that makes them two-and-four. Then I got them beating the Chargers, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Jets. So that's... So that's six and four, right? So that's six and four, then, right? Yeah, six so. and four. When, uh, so there's the bye. I'm just counting your wins here, and your wins tell me nine and seven. Okay, yes. I, no, so no, win, I think you're right. I think it is, I think it is win, nine and four because, like, loss, loss, I, guess loss, I might have miscounted win, something. Win, win. But, like, they're six and four after that first game against the Jets. And then it goes to the bye. So in the bye, they're going to be six and four, in my, in my opinion. 
Then they lose to the Jets, giving them six and five. Then they beat the Cincinnati Bengals, making them seven and five. Then they lose to Kansas City, and makes them seven and six. And then New England and the Bears make some nine wins. And yeah, they lose to Buffalo. Nine and seven. That's not bad at all. Either they'll make the playoffs yeah, or they don't. Either they make So playoffs for the Dolphins, maybe? I mean, there's an extra playoff spot yeah. this year. So I, maybe I think you're I think you're playoffs. really tied to the Dolphins. I, I just don't see them as a ten win team, but according to my opinion, I know I don't see I didn't I didn't see him as a ten win team either, but I mean I'm going I'm just going game by game here and I think there's some that maybe they could pull out of their butt. So I mean I, I basically I do have them like ten and six or nine and seven, you know. Like some of them you know, there was one or two games that could be a toss up for me. So uh you know, but but not a bad season. The schedule doesn't really look too crazy. I mean there's a lot of tight games in there that could go either way and then there's some really good teams that we face but uh you know there's definitely some wins here on the on on the schedule, I think so. Ten and six, nine and seven, maybe eight and eight at worst, maybe. Uh, but uh, you know, it's football, so you never really know what's going to happen. But you know that that's how it's shaping out for us. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So you want to conclude the show? You want any last thoughts? And any Mother's Day thoughts? You want to give a shout out to sure. Your mom? Happy Mother's Day, mom. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, Mom. My mom's a saint, dude. She does, like, everything for the family, dude. Like, everyone in the family. Even though we lose our cool with her sometimes, but she she's a saint, dude. I can't – I really can't complain about my mom much, man. Uh, growing up with her, she's always been there for me. Always kind of pushed me to, to you know, be something with my life, <laughs> even though even though she's still disappointed. <laughs> but uh, but I couldn't ask for a better mom. She She does so much for me. So I love you, Mom. Yeah, yeah, my mom was all right. She, I'm not going to go, go detail about it on this thing, but I have no issue with my mom, but yeah. she is an annoying fuck. That's all I'm going to say. And I know that's, yeah. I know that's, yeah, well, I, I know that's going to turn off some people saying that, but no, I, I do, I do love my mom, yeah. but like, again, I, I'm not, I'm not really that close with her, but she's okay. Oh, poor Robbie. That's okay. Well. I don't know. My, my mom gets under my skin sometimes, but it's just because she loves me too much. Anyway, so uh, tenants, I got them, I got them like officially at 10 and 6. We'll see what happens with the year going on with no crowds in the stadium. I mean, who the heck knows? But uh, I got them at either 10 and 6, 9 and 7. Uh, Robbie's got them at 9 and 7. So uh, that concludes our show for today. And uh, good luck to the Dolphins during the season. If uh, anything else comes up that might change our opinions, uh, We'll be certain to bring it up in the coming episodes. So this is Mike Hernandez and Robbie T signing off. Laters.